This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. New to the LJS podcast or just haven't gotten connected before? Then go and subscribe at learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. Become part of our jazz community and get our free ebook, A Jazz Guide to Practicing. learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. All right, here we go. It's 2017. Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Brent. You're listening to the LJS Podcast, our first podcast episode of the year 2017. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. And if you are returning, thanks for being a regular listener. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, I, I couldn't be more excited to start this new year on today's episode 43. This podcast episode, when I was thinking about how do we start this new year as jazz musicians, I thought, what could be better than than asking the question, why do we play jazz? I mean, what do we even do this for? Like, what are, what are the reasons we play this music, pursue this music, practice this music, listen to this music? I thought that'd be a great question to ask today. So that's what today's podcast is all about. And if this is your first time and you're not familiar what the LJS podcast is all about or what LearnJazzStandards.com is, we're all about giving out jazz advice, jazz tips, and and resources for your jazz education. And it's really a Jazz Geeks podcast. So if you're a jazz geek, you are definitely in the right place. If you're not a jazz geek, you're still going to get something out of this. You're still going to enjoy this. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 42 of the LJS podcast, uh, consider going back either right now or after you're done listening to this episode. Last week's episode was how to keep your jazz New Year's resolutions. And in that episode, I challenged you to set jazz New Year's resolutions for this year, 2017. And, And I encouraged you and I gave you some ways that can help you actually keep those goals because when it comes down to it it's easy to make resolutions right we we've all done it before we've all said that hey i'm going to do better at this in this upcoming year i'm going to change my ways from this to this but it's so easy to say things but it's so much harder to actually keep them so in that episode i give you some really good tips for that on on how to keep your jazz New Year's resolutions. And actually, a little later on in today's show, I'm going to actually share with you what my jazz New Year's resolutions are for the year 2017. So I hope you stick in with me. Uh, I'm excited to share those with you. And in an effort to help us center ourselves for this new year, to help us prepare the way for our musical endeavors, I just want to talk about why we play jazz. And specifically, I want to share with you why I play jazz, because I I really believe in the power of 
personal story. So I'm just going to tell you my story, how I got into jazz, why jazz is important to me, why I play it, why I pursue it. And then I'm going to be interested in hearing from you because this is a jazz community and I just want to stir up the communication with all of you. So uh, at the end of this episode, if you're on the website, leave a comment and, and, and tell us why you play jazz. What what got you started playing jazz and why do you continue to play jazz? You can find that on the show notes. Go to learnjazzstandards.com podcast in the top menu and find this episode 43. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode today. Now, I don't think that I would be doing this podcast, I would be uh, doing the Learn Jazz Standards blog, I don't think I'd be showing up to all the gigs that I play or spending the time in the practice room practicing if jazz wasn't important to me in my life. I mean, it has to be, right? Anything that you spend this much time doing, it has to be important to you. And I'm sure that you're the same way, and I'm sure that's not just jazz, I'm sure there's other things in your life that you also give a lot of attention to. And in last episodes 42, where I'm talking about keeping your jazz New Year's resolutions, I talk about how to stay motivated because that's a big part of keeping your New Year's resolutions, right? Is is to stay motivated. And that's probably the hardest part. And so I did list off a bunch of different ways to stay motivated. And one of those that, that kind of covers a bunch of them is just simply remembering why you got into it in the first place. You know, and it might seem like a simple answer to you. Well, I just like it. Okay. That's the simple answer. I like music. I like jazz. It makes me happy. And, and there, there it is. That's it. But I think it's important to think about your story. I, like I said just a little bit ago, I believe in the power of story. And I believe that when we look inside of ourselves to remember why we do the things we do, why we enjoy what we enjoy doing, it can have a lot of power and have a lot of influence over us. And it can help us stay motivated to continue working on playing music, on playing jazz. So I want to tell you my story really quickly. And and everybody's story is different. And that's why I encourage you to share yours in the show notes, in the comments, if you can later. You know, for me, I did not grow up listening to jazz. I, I did not hear jazz growing up. My parents did not listen to jazz at all. In fact, it was a very foreign music in my household. And in fact, music actually wasn't a really big focus in my family. And and my siblings and my parents are actually not very musical people. So in a lot of ways, I'm a very, uh, I'm a kind of a black sheep character in my family in that I'm quite musical uh, and I'm quite interested in music. I'm quite interested in art in general, but I kind of had to find music in my own way. You know, a lot of my friends uh, tell me about stories of how they first heard jazz or they first heard a particular kind of music they like uh, because their, their dad or their mom or their grandmother was playing a record and they heard it from a young age and that's how they got into it. And not so for me. It really came, for me, my love for jazz from loving other music first. So I, I grew up listening to all kinds of different sorts of music 
rock and folk uh, and, and just a whole variety of spectrum that I was just getting into. And I, I'm a guitar player. I got my first acoustic guitar when I was 10 years old and I was completely obsessed with it. Like I just loved playing music and I would spend hours just playing the notes, just running my fingers up and down the fretboard, not knowing at all what I was doing, but just attempting to to make music out of it. And then, of course, I... I, I had a, a teacher for a little while who taught me the basics, the very basics just to get by. And so with the very little bit of knowledge I had, I was writing songs. I was, you know, writing lyrics and I was I was playing chords and I was just having a blast. I loved playing my guitar. I loved music. And because I loved music and because the instrument attracted me, I started listening to all kinds of different sorts of music. And, and I really eventually fell in love with progressive rock. I'm talking about bands like Rush, like Yes, and and even some heavier stuff I really got into, like Dream Theater, like Planet X, like Spock's Beard. Uh, And I liked some of the classic stuff like Pink Floyd. And I was really into that stuff. And in fact, in high school, uh, I got together with a band of guys. We were a band for three years. Every Saturday, uh, we'd go over to the drummer's house and we would practice for three or four hours straight. I would write a lot of songs. The keyboard player would write a lot of songs. And we just had the time of our life. We we came out with a, a CD. We would have shows in, in the local town, uh, which I grew up in Boise, Idaho, which you have to understand, uh, Boise, Idaho, there, there is music there, but there's not a lot of music there. Uh, so it, it was an interesting thing. It was, it was a lot of fun for me and my friends to have this band to grow together as musicians. And, and I have to really credit a lot of my desire to grow musically from being in a progressive rock band. Now, something I always ask myself is, why did I like progressive rock so much? Well, it just was so technical, first of all. I mean, time signature changes, signature changes uh, and I, but I really loved the solos. I loved the solos that the musicians would take, and I loved how every song seemed to tell a story. You know, it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just a, a verse and a chorus and a verse and some, uh, you know, repeated lyrics, which is fine, but it was actually a, a story, like something that developed and that's what made progressive rock so interesting to me. So it was the virtuosity of it, and it was the storytelling aspect of it. And and really, if there was no lyrics, if it was just instrumental, that was perfectly fine by me because I really was interested in the music. Now here comes jazz. Of course, like like many like many people from from all sorts of different generations, uh, they were playing jazz in their junior high school or their high school public school band, right? And that's where I really was first getting introduced to jazz. And then some of my my friends who were in the prog rock band with me were getting into jazz and they were sharing records with me. And that kind of got me interested. I, I didn't necessarily love jazz at that time, but I was interested in it. I found it intriguing. Uh, and ultimately, I credit that intrigue to the same reasons I liked progressive rock. Well, there, there seemed to be a story being told every single time in the solos. There, everybody was telling a different story, and everybody was sitting at the table telling their piece, saying their word. And, and, and I loved the virtuosity of it. I thought it was incredibly technical and interesting to me. So I was always intrigued by it, and that love grew and grew over time. It wasn't immediate because jazz is an art music it does take some listening to and it does take some appreciation so i would say my love for jazz grew over time 
it wasn't immediate. Now, when things really started to change for me was when it was my senior year of of high school and my friend in, in the prog rock band, he was the keyboard player. Well, he happened to be connected with a teacher in my city that was really kind of one of the only big jazz teachers around. And he had this little group of disciples at this music school uh, and he was launching this school and giving out scholarships for those to go to to this art school. And so for my senior year, I, I applied, I got a scholarship and I started studying with this teacher. I'd go half of my day in my local public school and the other half I would go to art school to study with this teacher where we would play with combos with with other students it was a very small group of of kids so you know we were all getting to know each other really well playing together all the time and and this is where my real jazz education started to happen you know because i was in this community this jazz community this small jazz community of like-minded individuals and and we were just building off of it with each other because we would start sharing records with each other hey did you hear this record by miles did you hear this record by duke and we started sharing things. And before you know it, I was constantly listening to jazz. And not just listening to it because I thought it was good to listen to because I enjoyed it. Because I was really studying it. I, I, I really wanted to know how to play this music. It started to become an obsession. And my teacher was, was telling me what jazz standards to learn. He was teaching me how to learn jazz solos by ear off of the records. And it really just grew from there. And then our combos would get better together as we played more. It was really a jazz community that we're building. And this is where I got really serious about jazz. Now, the thing is, at the end of my senior year, I kind of ran into some trouble because I wanted to go to college. That seemed like the socially acceptable thing. Of course, my parents wanted me to go to college and and all of my friends were going to go to college. But I had a little bit of a problem because I just wasn't able to afford to go to college. Now, This very fact that I couldn't afford to go to college really kind of transformed the rest of my life. Hey everybody, just taking a quick break from today's show to talk to you about our e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. You know, I get emails almost every day from jazz musicians asking the questions, what do I practice and how do I practice? They know where they want to be in their jazz playing. They know how they want to sound. They're just not exactly sure how to get there. And that's why me and the LGS team have created our new e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing is an audio e-course that brings you through 30 days of focused, goal-oriented practicing where you're going to be working on things that will actually improve your jazz playing. This course is designed for all instruments and for all skill levels and is really great for anybody looking to practice with purpose and to make real improvement in their jazz playing. If you want to learn more about this e-course, go to learnjazzstandards.com slash 30 days. That's learnjazzstandards.com slash 30 days. I hope to see you in the course. Now, I fully realize when I say that I couldn't afford to go to college that it's a very privileged 
thing to say. It's coming from this sort of privileged idea because a lot of people can't afford to go to college. And I recognize that. But even more so privileged, it's because I couldn't afford to go to college because it was for music. I wanted to study music and music schools. The programs that I wanted to go into were were too expensive. And, and yes, I did get into them and I did get it past all my additions and was accepted into the schools, but not with enough scholarship for me to financially justify them. So in a lot of ways, I felt left behind. All of my friends were moving on. I, I felt stuck. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the trajectory of my life was going to be. All I knew is that I loved music. So one day I, I came up to my teacher and I said, Justin, I don't know what to do. I, 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 I can't afford to go to college. I can't afford to go to these music schools, but I want to do music. Well, he came up with a great idea. He said, how about you just stay behind for a year and you and you make some money playing some of these gigs in town and you make some money teaching guitar students. And in the meantime, you're going to study with me. I'm going to set up a program for you. You're going to learn um, three jazz standards a week for an entire year. You're going to transcribe 32 bars of a solo every single week. You're going to learn different voicings, et cetera, et cetera. And every week you're going to check in with me and we're going to go over the things you learned. You're going to practice at least five to eight hours a day. And I said, of course, I'd love to do that because I had no other options. And in the end, that was the most pivotal groundbreaking year of my life for my music. And it really set up the rest of my life, my trajectory in a different direction. Because at that moment, I decided that I wanted to be a jazz musician professionally, which is kind of a scary thing to say. And I say that knowing that most of you listening today are hobbyists and do not play professionally. So in a way, you probably can sense how ridiculous that decision may have seemed at the time. So I actually did do that for a year. I worked really hard. I did practice five to eight hours every single day. I learned over 100 jazz standards in one year. I transcribed countless bars of jazz solos. It really jump-started my jazz playing. I applied for schools. I ended up going to Cornish College of the Arts in Seattle, Washington for a year. I studied there. And then I moved to New York City where I where I currently live and I currently uh, do jazz and music in general professionally. And I studied at the City College in New York, finished my degree there, studied with lots of great musicians, and the rest is history, and I still continue my music education today. So to say that the jazz music is important to me is almost an understatement. I mean, I have dedicated a lot of time, energy, finances into jazz, into this music, so it just begs the question, well, why do I do this? I, I mean, my actions certainly dictate that I love this music, but why do I play jazz? And when it comes down to it, there's really only two reasons why I play jazz. And, and number one, it gives me this sense of purpose. It challenges me to continually grow. And I think that's so important in, in all of our lives, right? And everybody has their different reasons that give them purpose in their life. It could be your family. It could be uh, your career. It could be music like it is for me, uh, which is also my career. There's a lot of things that that we can draw from to give us purpose in life. And I don't want to get too deep or anything, uh, but that's really what 
jazz is to me. It, it challenges me to continually grow. There's always something to work on. There's always something to get better at. It, it's a difficult music. There's there's a high bar that's been set, and so I'm always reaching for that. So it, it, it always keeps me curious. It keeps me trying to get better at something. It, it always continually has me setting goals to reach a higher state, a higher level of ability on the instrument that I play and playing the music. And, and, and for a lot of people, that could be just a different style of music. But for me, it's jazz. Jazz challenges me. And I think that's important because everybody needs a challenge to have a purpose to continue doing what we're doing, right? It has to be challenging. It can't just be easy. You can't be complacent in life. So jazz gives me a purpose and it challenges me to continually grow. But the number one thing for sure that inspires me to do this is simply because it gives me joy and I believe that it can give others joy. I really believe in the power of music and jazz just happens to be the style of music that that I've mostly identified with that I've that I've trained myself in. So jazz is is often the style of music that I use to express that joy to other people. I really believe in in a world with music and a world without music just seems a little bit empty to me. And so I really believe that teaching music to other people like I like I do uh, through private lessons, through Skype lessons, through the, this podcast even or the blog on Learn Jazz Standards, it gives me a lot of purpose because I know that I'm spreading joy to other people. That, that That's something that inspires me because I believe that that music education brings joy and purpose to people's lives because it's brought joy and purpose into my life. The power of music is so great. And I, and I really believe that. I can't stress that enough, that, that music brings other people joy. It brings a smile to their face. It makes their day easier. If you've had a hard day, sometimes music can be that tipping point, that tipping point to turning things around. I've seen music play a powerful role in people's lives. So for me, jazz, it gives me a purpose. It challenges me to continually grow and it gives me joy. And I believe it allows me to give joy to other people. And that's why I play jazz. Now, because of all of this, I'm constantly wanting to be a better jazz musician and being a better musician in general. And so I think it's really appropriate, especially since last episode 42 was about how to keep your jazz New Year's resolutions, that I share with you some of my jazz New Year's resolutions. Now, I have a lot of different New Year's resolutions that have nothing to do with jazz. You know, I have a family, I have a wife uh, that I that I want to continue to develop a great relationship with, and, and I have a career, and I have all sorts of things going on in my life. So this year, I kept my, my jazz resolution simple, uh, which goes on to one of the points I made in, in last episode, which is to be realistic with yourself. And so I'll, my jazz resolutions for this year are fairly simple, but I believe will have a profound effect on my progress for this year. And that is, I want to compose at least four new original compositions. And I want to rehearse with lots of groups, play a lot of gigs this year, that use my original music. So I'm going to set up a lot of stuff, uh, even some of my casual gigs. I'm going to be bringing lots of this music onto the bandstand. I want to rehearse it, start getting it ready because 
the following year, or perhaps even the end of this year, I'm going to start preparing to come out with my very first album. Now, I've left this putting out an album for a long time now. It's been something that I've been meaning to do, but whether it be because of finances or whether it be uh, because of just having too much else going on in my life, I've constantly sort of been putting this on the back burner. And now I'm starting to feel like, well, if I don't start making some action now, it's going to be a long time before this happens. And as far as composition goes, I've written some really great originals that I've really enjoyed playing, but writing music has been a slow process for me. I I don't really spend a lot of time working on it, and therefore I don't produce a lot of new music. So this year, I'm really going to try to put a focus on writing new music. So I've set a tangible goal for myself. I'm going to at least compose four new original pieces. And I really feel like that's going to help set me up with the original music I have now and and with doing some covers that I'd like to do for my first album. It's going to help me set myself up for success uh, for coming out and start working on a recording session for my very first album I'm going to come out with. So that's my New Year's resolution. I hope that uh, maybe has inspired you to make sure that if you haven't already to create your jazz New Year's resolutions. That's what I want to do. Now, I want to hear from you. Uh, I want to make sure that I hear about your story because just hearing my story isn't really good enough. This is a jazz community. So if you're on the show notes and if you're not, go to learnjazzstandards.com, podcast in the top menu and find this episode 43. Leave a comment and, and tell me and all of us in the jazz community why you play jazz and how you came to jazz and tell us your jazz story. I'm really interested in hearing from you. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us. And one more time, I want to hear from you. Tell me why you play jazz. Go to the show notes. Leave a comment in the comment section below. We'd love to hear from you. This is a jazz community. And remember, if you got any value of today's podcast episode, consider adding value back by leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation at learnjazzstandards.com slash support that just helps us continue to produce this podcast week after week all right happy new year again i wish you all the best in all of your musical endeavors this year i hope to be a part of your journey and i hope you'll be a part of mine too next week we have episode 44 and i'll see you then Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.